Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, Team Trunkers. It's Pete Donaldson here and Luke Moore for the Luke and Pete Show. And it is a Monday. We are recording this on Monday. It's going to be released very soon. So what's on the menu for today? What's today's specials? Um, you've put on the spot there, Peter. Right. But good morning and very, uh, a very warm welcome to everyone listening along. In this morning's news, what's on the agenda for the Sandringham Summit? It's Queen versus... Ginger-haired man and dark-haired girl. Yeah. Yeah. He should, uh, I mean, as, as people on Twitter have been saying, mm. he should just get a DNA test if he wants out the family. <laughs> oh, Harsh. that is Harsh. Rudy. No, I've, I've, got, I've got sympathy for them. I, have, I do, actually. I have sympathy for them. As a, um, as a man with an American wife yes. whose family have been horrific to her over the years. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, uh, uh, it's, it's a mad story that one. It is a mad story. It, but... From the outside looking, in, it looks to me that people who get really particular and they're really into the royal family are now kind of have kind of flipped their opinion on it. Well, in that they um, have been um, taken in by a, an orchestrated, and then you've got other people racist who, attack by it, most of the tabloids. And you've got another. You've got other people who profess to. Not care about the royal family. Now they really and care. And now they're, they're, yeah. they're really into it. Yeah. yeah. Strange, isn't it? Yeah. Very strange. Uh, Yusako Miyazawa, uh, he's a Japanese billionaire and he wants a life partner for a moon voyage he's paid for. That's you, surely. He's this, <laughs> the fashion mogul, 44. He's big, big licks in Japan. He's uh, set to be the first civilian passenger to fly around the moon on the Starship rocket, SpaceX. Uh, what, is that a, Elon Musk's? And he wants a female... I think SpaceX. I wouldn't be doing it? Elon yeah, Musk. I wouldn't be trusting him. Not after his public performances <laughs> recently. His no way! Dance, his little boogie dance. No way am I doing that. He loves a, a, a weed cigarette, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. You've seen him on Joe Rogan. Yeah, absolutely. Smoking a, smoking a fat dude. Well, I was on that last night, Luke. I, I, I want to inform you that I've turned to the dark side and now I am a drug addict. Yeah. Uh, a friend gave me a vape that was illegally imported from California, like a little all-in-one vape that was uh, breath-activated when you suck in. <laughs> like that, uh, the, the weed comes out. Mm. And, uh, yeah, n- not people talk about weed like it's the most creative uh, drug. Uh, I wrote one thing when I was off my head last night. Marine Kong Karate. Right. I was imagining, I think, some kind of King Kong character dressed as a karate master at the docks. 
So yeah. that's the limits of my 1960s era sort of Beatles journey. It's like 1998 all <laughs> over again, <laughs> Pete. Well, um, I, think, I think when it comes to the creativity, I think the idea is you've got to have the creativity there in the first in place. In the first place, And yeah, then yeah. the heroin Hel- brings it out. The not heroin, the not the half oh, for crying yeah, out loud. If, you, if, you, if anybody has got a heroin vape pen, I'd, I'd love to hear what uh, the hell is going on. So yes, now I am a drug addict. Uh, you ca- if you carry on with this, the, the best thing that's going to happen to any of us is you're going to end up at some kind of skinnier worse Seth Rogen <laughs> that's what's going to happen I'll take it so you, are you is, it, it. is it something is, is the is the weed vape pen something that you um, are able to keep are you going to be revisiting it well I can't really smoke so it, it, or it as goes I believe the teenagers say are you going to continue to hit that hit that fat rip yeah. um, no I'm not going to be taking any more fat rips out of it because uh, it's 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 not it's not good how's your asthma this morning not great <laughs> Is it, I saw you I, when I walked in earlier. You were huffing on a, on a on inhaler. So look, I've got to have some that's kind not of the weed pen, is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, yeah, I was actually. Yes, it's not made my asthma any better. I give it the big licks. So, oh, my dad smoked, so, so, and he's got asthma. So I, I think I can smoke. Yeah, I can't smoke. As soon as as soon as smoke gets my lungs, my body goes, get it out. Does your dad still smoke now? <laughs> no, but he used to for a very long time. Yeah, and he has pretty bad asthma. Probably because of it, but yeah. yeah, it's not it's not ideal, not ideal. Uh, so stay off the drugs, guys. What else happened over the weekend, Pete? Went to see Knives Out, same as you, mate. We, went, we both went to see Knives Out at uh, different times. I think yeah. I saw Knives Out two hours before you. I could have given you a dirty old text, couldn't I? I oh, could have given you the worst text. It's a testament to how much <laughs> our friendship has broken down over the years that, that I knew that you were going to see it. That I put it on the other step straight away because I knew. Yeah, you. Uh, the thing is, I didn't think I didn't think you would spoil me, right? But I did think that you would do some kind of joke, right? Which would be annoying. Yeah, looking like you were going to spoil me, then not spoiling me, I which I would have found you. as annoying. I was going to text you. What is the uh, mouse trap? The end of mouse trap. I was going to just say it was that. I'm not going to. Can I? Can I ask something about the mouse trap? Have you seen right. the mouse trap? No, but so, I know who did it. <laughs> Well, no, but this is, this, is the, this is the question. Right. So Agatha Christie's The Mousetrap, for those who don't know it, is the longest running play in the West End in London. And it's about like a board game. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a whodunit about a kind of people who get snowed in some hotel mm. and someone dies. And that's all you need to know. But my question was, I, was, I assumed that they did it so it was a different murderer every night. And they rotated it. Oh, right. And that's why it's so good because you, that's why it keeps people guessing. Because you go and see it one night and it's that person. Mm. You go back six months later, it'll be another person. It's rewritten. Right. No, I think it's. Is that not been, the case? Always been the chap in question. Or in which case, have I just had the best idea for a theatre production ever? I'm sure they've done that before, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. It's. It would have to be bl- bloody good for you to come back every time to see who who kills someone. But it, it would be possible because they've got certain defined and a limited amount of characters in that play. Mm. They could just do rewrites, rewrites. Yeah, but you get well confused. And, and when you turn up today, night. when you turn up at that day, they go, right, we're doing this one tonight. So crack yeah. on. I'd get really confused and do the, do the wrong speech. <laughs> You're the murderer God tonight. Damn it. Yeah, and then end up about three murderers in every single one. <laughs> but yeah, Knives Out was good. And, and I found, one thing I found odd about it, again, this is a spoiler-free zone, so because the film is still in cinemas, um, Ryan Johnson directed it mm-hmm. and he in your cinema showing was there a little interview with him at the start saying don't give any secrets away yeah, yeah, yeah. I found that odd why because I felt like it took me out of it uh, it was right at the start of the yeah, film yeah it was but I felt like I, I don't need you to tell me that is that how, is that how people, we've just yeah, ended people now? are fucking idiots aren't they people will tweet any old nonsense won't they 
Yeah, I saw Mark, spider or anything. Mark Kermode was on Twitter uh, literally yesterday saying, um, by the way, stop complaining to me about spoilers. I mean, I'm a film reviewer. If you don't want to know something about a film, don't read the film review. <laughs> I'm giving you a plot outline because that's what I have to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, why would you read a film review before you've seen something and go, oh, no, you spoiled it for me? But I mean, bearing in mind, trailers just spoil everything about the film anyway. All of the visual um, bits mm. are, are laid bare before you even go into the cinema. Yeah. I really want to see that, um, oh, it's a Korean film. Um... Uh, infected or something. <laughs> I'm hearing good things about something that sounds a bit like infected, but I can't remember what it is. Um, yes. And another, another film I've seen, Pete Donaldson, is, um, I saw it yesterday, Little Women. All right, yeah. That's very, very good. Is very like, good. Um, um, Exceptionally good. Is it about uh, some lit- actual Little Women or is it based yeah. on the book? Yeah, it's both. Like little women, as in yeah, they're tiny, tiny. Yeah, women. they're tiny, yeah. Like so Honey, it, I Shrunk the Women. Exactly. Right. It's exactly like that. So imagine Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. But, um, but um, set um, in during the U.S. Civil War. Yes, and they're very tiny, <laughs> and they've got um, tiny little clothes and tiny little jobs. Mm. Um, and there's a massive dog, but it's just a normal sized dog. But to them, it's massive. Yeah, do they all terrorize, terrorizes them? Oh, right. And they all want to go, and their husbands all want to go and fight in the U.S. Civil War, but they can't because they're, they're all tiny. T- they're all like, tiny. You're not yeah, going to yeah. be any. And there's a big booming general yeah. who says you're not going to be effective because your guns they look like normal size to you but they're just like pea shooters yeah, to, but they to could, normal size they could climb up the soldiers and, and get their crotted arteries with their little guns couldn't they so yeah, that's what they do they end up going on like a secret climb, agent mission climb and up. they climb up the trouser leg of all the normal size soldiers <laughs> And um, nip their um, ephemeral, what's it called? The uh, the femoral artery in the thigh. In the thigh, yeah. And Bleed end, to up, death. end up being responsible for a few murders. <laughs> so uh, it Some was good. I mean, it was it was good. It wasn't what I expected. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I, I would recommend that. Shout out to Jet Set Michelle on Twitter, mm. who discovered a new battery brand this week. Kiho, K-I-H-O. A new player has officially entered the game. Yeah. Uh, at, it's uh, at Luke and Pete Show on Twitter. Our... Um, uh, handle and I am very, very um, kind of perturbed to announce to you, Pete Donaldson, mm. that there's been a spate of satanic. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> there's been a spate of satanic sheep killings in the New Forest. Uh, how satanic? Is it just a wolf? A sheep has been found impaled on a... Well, is it, if it is a wolf, then I'll let you make your own mind up. A sheep <laughs> has been found impaled on a pitchfork alongside an upside-down cross made of hay right. in the latest animal killing to feature occult imagery in the new forest. Just kids. It's the, just kids being awful. Kids can be Satanists. Kids can be Satanists too. Someone, someone's um, someone's um, spray-painted a star, like a satanic star on the, on the sheep's fur. Look at it. What? Oh, a pentagram. Local local man said a pentagram it, on it. A local man said it gives me the creeps. <laughs> he doesn't think of anything else to say. What do you I mean, think? It, that gives me the creeps. Yeah, um, there's a vicar. Uh, they, they found the local vicar. The thing about this is, it's great local journalism. Mm. They found the local vicar, uh, and he said, um, "People are concerned. I've been here 15 years, and I've seen a lot of stuff. Have you? <laughs> what, a new, what, a parish in, in the New, new Forest? forest. Yeah, uh, but nothing like this. It could just be kids, but I don't think it is, given the context." There's been witchcraft around here for hundreds for hundreds of years. The <laughs> New Forest is well known for witchcraft and black magic, and this has obviously gone up a level. Um, could it be your mate um, Joe Scribbles? What do you mean? Oh, what he's out on the he's out on the on the lamb, <laughs> literally. Yeah, on the loose. What, is he trying to get some kind of um, 
cheap heat for a forthcoming podcast series. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, why? Why would you? I mean, it's not something I used to do when I was a kid. But I mean, is what, it something, murder animals? Is it, is it something to be worried about? Because these people normally go along. I mean, we've all seen presumably that "Don't fuck with cats" thing on Netflix. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen it, but I, I know what it's about. And if people start <laughs> killing animals, it's a bad sign, isn't it? It's like wetting the bed and starting fires. Well, it's not very. <laughs> the three things they look out for, for for kids. Wetting the bed. Harm to animals. Wetting the bed. Starting fires all the time. Come on, we've all wet the bed and none of us have gone on to murder anyone. I don't think it means wetting the bed after like 15 pints, Pete. All right. Okay. And, a, and a little suck on your, on your, on your little weed tree. On my little, <laughs> on my little, uh, little lollipop. Mary Jane. <laughs> <laughs> on my sweet Mary robot, Jen. But um, I think they're the things that people look out for. My friend, who shall remain nameless, right. did a exchange to, I want to say Germany, and student exchange, and um, set the family's house on fire. Uh, why was that? He was Deliberately? mucking around with a lighter and a deodorant can. How did he manage to do How can you just stop that immediately? Like, you know what you've done. I don't know, but I think in my mind, and I've got no basis for this, but in my mind, he was staying in one of those like Swiss chalets that were made <laughs> of wood. wood. Yeah, yeah it just went up. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, do you want a quick, quick clip from um, Family Feud Canada? Mm. Uh, clip Why not? Clip oh, I've heard, I've heard about this. Yeah, clip, I, 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 I want to hear this. I very much enjoyed this week. Um, it's um, family fortunes, isn't it, basically? Yeah. Um, the American version. Uh, so the question is... There's one question. Only one answer. Whoever gets it, you're playing for $10,000. That's it. Whoever guesses this wins the game. Here we go. Name Popeye's favourite food. Chicken! Oh, dear. It's her little dance she does that I quite enjoy. Show me chicken! She's got confused with Popeye's chicken, hasn't yeah, she? Yeah, she has, yeah, yeah. Spin it, Sherry. The Tomlins from Waterloo have taken it, Ontario. 10,000 Canadian dollars up for grabs. <laughs> How much is that in pounds? Uh, I don't actually know. I reckon it's about 8,000 pounds. It's 5,895 pounds. That's not great, is it? time of recording. It's better than nothing. It's better than nothing. The thing is, the thing is normally, I mean, I, I, Mimi was watching an amazing TV show yesterday. And I mean, I say amazing, I mean, like, baffling. I can't even remember what it was called. Right. But I think, oh, yeah, this is the thing, right? So, I think... It, let me just double check what it was called. I think it might have been called, yeah, it's called Forged in Fire, mm. right? It's a reality show and it's about um, people who are bladesmiths and blacksmiths and it's a competition show mm. and they have to make the best knife or whatever, a weapon, right? right? And I was watching it with Mimi yesterday. She said, I really want to see this for ages and I never got around to watching it and because uh, she's a nerd for that kind of stuff. And when, as she started watching it, do you know what I realised it was? What? It's the show from Dads with Swords. Uh, what? So they test the weapons at the end of each episode. Yeah. And it's that thing you made, that video you made, Dads with Swords. Right. That's where you've taken the footage from. Oh, uh, what? They're just... No, I thought it was just like an advert for a particular knife shop where it's just a lot of blokes in the... Well, it's very similar because at the end of Forged in Fire, the, the, yeah. the one I saw last night, they were making Bowie knives mm. and they had two tests, the antler test yeah. and the beef rib test. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, they had to smash the antler. I, I didn't know this, but apparently um, antler is very, very good for testing the uh, veracity or, or the um, the strength of a blade. Why? Because it's so well knitted together and it's a mineral, so it's essentially a bit like a rock. A bit like a rock, but you can cut it. Yeah, and <laughs> this guy was smashing blades into an antler and one of the blades broke. Right. But one of them kind of did it and it was good. And then they, then they had a big, um, a big like a, carcass. Yeah. And they were slashing through it. I just always think with those, like, they never, they just let the carcass, they just, they chop up the meat and the meat just falls on the floor. Yeah, um, it's a waste. You tell them, yeah, it's just a waste. I mean, get that on the barbecue. Delicious. 
Yeah, definitely. Maybe they should do it directly above a barbecue. <laughs> so it instantly starts to <laughs> yeah, sizzle on the barbecue. Exactly. It's done, yeah. Disgraceful. Um, all right, let's have a uh, little break, Peter. And then when we come back, we'll do some, uh, some emails. All right, then. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. That's nice. Enjoy that. Is that your remix of the Human League remix? Yeah. You were working as a waitress in a Just nice. enjoyable. Very Just enjoyable. enjoyable. Got any emails there, Donny? Uh, hello at lukeandpeteshow.com is the place to email in. Yeah. Um, I've got a few collected here, but you're welcome to go first if you want. Uh, yeah, well, uh, Robin Stacey's come in with a, an idea for uh, the 200th um, episode special. Nice. Uh, and the running order that might uh, take place. Not that we even have a running order. Live no. from Stubbington Study Centre, uh, all attendees to bring their remote control batteries for a best name battery competition. My batteries are King Kongs, for example, Robin. Thank you for that. Uh, on arrival, canapes of sliced long eggs, space food, and a little bit of the bubbly. Nice. Uh, segment, Tinkering with Pete, sponsored by Matt Plin. Uh, Pete opens up his power <laughs> PC and replaces component after component using plenty of thermal paste. Um, attempt to uh, set a, a new It's Been uh, world record. We haven't done that for a while. Uh, Guinness World Record adjudicate to be present to ensure it's not actually spin it, being said. Yeah. Uh, special guest is Julian Assange. Uh, he eats a, a succulent Chinese meal on stage <laughs> while uh, talking about his time in the Ecuadorian embassy. Uh, and then a talk, a TED talk, if you will, from Pilot Neil on the legality of carrying cocaine in the cockpit of an aircraft. And then a bit of Men Carter if we've got time. That's the greatest hits. <laughs> That's the greatest hits, Pete. Um, actually, that makes us sure sound good. Us sure sound good. I don't reckon Matt Plin have got a marketing budget at the moment. No, uh, no. So they would better much. get involved. We couldn't afford some, Pilot Neil because I get pilots at BA get paid very well. Is somebody, it BA? I can't remember. I, I think he is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, somebody. Um, I mean, somebody along the name, surely Maplins, won't they? It'll be it'll belong to some receiver or, to, or someone. Oh, so yeah, you could buy it really cheap and just stick it on. What would be the point of them giving products? us money to promote something that doesn't actually exist anymore? Well, to sell the name, I guess. Again, yeah. to yeah. get the market interested in the name Maplins. What do you reckon Julian Sound is doing right now? Um, I don't know. Probably looking out of his window having a coffee, reading the papers. Where is he? He's done a lot of that over <laughs> the last that, few yeah. years, right? I reckon he's probably out for a walk. He's <laughs> <laughs> really walking his dog. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Robin does uh, finish the email by saying, uh, <laughs> O-Town will perform their hit single, Liquid Dreams. Uh, this must be uh, properly policed. Uh, it must uh, It must repeat, not uh, turn into an all-night rave. Yeah. So there you go. Um, uh, there's another one on that vein here from John Rendell. He says, Gents, I note based on your current podcast numbering convention that episode 200 is scheduled for Monday the 2nd of March. Mm. This gives you A, a bit of prep time for something special, or B, ample opportunity to move to three decimal places and procrastinate further. I think we all know wh- where this is going. Uh, love your work with best wishes, John. Yeah, we haven't really... I mean, we've it's kind of been lost because maybe either because we are... Two men who um, society has forgotten about, mm. and rightly so, or because we're way ahead of our time. And I'll let you make your mind up about which one of those it is. We kind of try to subvert the whole naming convention, numbering convention thing because it is essentially pointless. Mm. Um, and I don't know why we started it. We've undermined it. Well, we started it because I wanted to do it because yeah. I needed some kind of control. 
order. order. Yeah, control partly, mm. um, but order to your mad life. Mm. So you, so to give you, give us a better chance of success. Right. But yeah, I completely agree. It's, it's entirely relevant now, and that's why we kind of subverted it. Yeah, I, do, I, I can't remember what number we're on now. So it's something ridiculous. This is episode one nine nine point eight seven. I've got it written down just Enjoyable. in case it comes up. I think we might be running out. We'll have to go to half half that again. We'll have to go in the next decimal point. Well, like John place. says, yeah, you th- move to three decimal places mm. and procrastinate further. So it's possible. Yeah. It is possible. Yeah. Uh, you went from Aberdeen. Hello, Luke. Hello, Pete. Long time listener, first time email. I'm one of your, of your recent shows. I was surprised when you got the origin of the term spam wrong. On the show, you mentioned that spam emails like spam the meat because spam is a low quality meat, just a spam is a low-quality email. However, the actual origin of the, of the term spam is from a Monty Python sketch set in a cafe, and then he goes on to detail the famous spam sketch from Monty Python. I don't know that. Oh, spam, spam, spam. Yeah, spam, I know that, but I don't know how it relates to emails. Uh, geek culture embraces uh, embrace Monty, Monty Python pretty heavily Do you remember they, they had a really good video game on the Amiga back in the day Did really they? good stuff really strong I, I, my, my American family were surprised when I said to them that Monty told that Monty Python isn't as part of the kind of modern discourse mm. as it is in the US one of the very few comedy acts who broke America isn't he so. we never, I don't ever remember it being on TV when we were kids uh, it was in my house but I don't know whether my dad just because my dad liked it my parents liked it, it though. They talk about liking it all the time. Mm. We used to watch, I, was, I saw Life of Brian and Holy Grail at a very early age yeah. on like video, VHS video, but mm. I don't remember it being like on repeat on TV. But then having said there that, were they bits were, on t- I remember watching There wasn't that much on... TV then, there was there? No, but I think, I, I, th- I remember a couple of like retrospectives where they just got together like the, the, the strongest sketches or whatever. Um, and I was really fond of one where, <laughs> where these two kind of like um, spivs uh, run onto a, um, a tennis court and <laughs> Oh, anyone for tennis? <laughs> no, okay then. And they all start playing tennis. And um, and every I think like they keep hitting the ball at each other, and they keep on like hitting each other's eyes and stuff. And their and their eyes just start, but like blood starts coming out of their eyes, and their arms fall off, and there's blood every. It's disgusting. That's, but that, um, that's my favorite Monty Python sketch. Did that appeal to the eight year old Pete Donaldson? It did because I used to draw this. Uh, I remember being reported to the uh, head uh, when I was in <laughs> primary school for drawing. Um, two muscle men. I used to draw muscle, proper muscle. I can imagine you were the kind of kid who used to spend a lot of time doodling and drawing yeah. quite problematic cartoons in well, the, in the a, classroom. There was a lot of claret slash splashing around. Um, and I remember Mrs. Peverly had a, had a really strange problem with me. Um, what? Well, tell us more about that. She Why? just, she just, um, she would just be obsessed with the fact that I um, used to draw rather graphic pictures of um, chainsaw men, sexy men, ones, sexy men, ones, sexy men getting their uh, big muscle men getting their arms chopped off with a chainsaw and blood everywhere. Um, but you used to do sexy cartoons as well. I didn't do sexy cartoons, no, no. I stole some books once, and she thought it was um, indicative of uh, problems at home, mm. um, which obviously alerted my mum and dad a what, little bit. What? So what did um, what did the teacher say about your muscle men? Did you give, just give us describe like an example, kind of daubing. two muscle men. Usually in their pants, uh, just very muscular, um, six packs, nipples, excellent trunks, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the, one of them is invariably attacking the other one with a big chainsaw. Uh, heads are coming off, limbs are coming off. There's blood everywhere. Um, and if Mrs. Pevely can't handle that, then she watch shouldn't out. Take, she, she, shouldn't, she shouldn't get in. 
shouldn't get involved, should she? No. Should well, not get involved. What was her complaint then? What was her kind of beef? I don't understand what her just problem is. It was just too violent. It was just too violent. <laughs> I don't mind you drawing in the class. I don't mind you drawing in the class. Was just... it an art class? No, no, it was just a normal class. Right. Um, and she... how old would you have been at the time? About eight. But she thought there was something going on at home because I was a troubled child with me stealing Charlie and the Chocolate Factory books and uh, and and drawing daubings. What did your parents daubings. think? I mean, your dad was presumably in bed by the time he <laughs> <laughs> All I used to do was tell stories that weren't true. Like I had um, a brother at like another school. Yeah, like a <laughs> yeah. brother at another school. Are you, are you that kid, were you? Right, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, girlfriend who went to another school, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I stopped that when I was about 25. Mm. But I mean, when I, was, when I was a kid, I did that. I, I, I lads in our school. Um, I remember I, my parents sitting me down and saying, now... First of all, we all think it's excellent that you've got such a vivid imagination. Yep. But <laughs> stop being a little cunt. <laughs> you don't have a cause brother. Cause me problems in the playground. You don't have a brother who lives in up. the loft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, were you going to say something then about about a kid at your school? I cut you off. Yeah. No. No. He, he said he had a he had, he had a brother who lived in the loft. Did he? Yeah. It's like, that's a, that's a, I think that's the plot of a Simpsons episode, isn't it? Where Bart <laughs> it might, becomes... It might be, yes, there's an evil Bart in the, yeah. in the law. And um, what about this from <laughs> Andy? Uh, hello to you, Andy, who says, listening to your latest episode about the dad who buried animals for his kids. Hmm. Uh, he actually listened to that episode. He messaged me. So oh, thanks, right, okay. thanks for calling me a cool and metal dad, he said. <laughs> uh, and then showed them the bones. Uh, it reminded me of my parents' recent behaviour. This is great, this email from Andy. He says, both my parents are scientists. My dad is a geneticist at Imperial College. And my mum is a biochemist. Uh, for for science research and neither really have a hobby but they've both recently retired and told me they've got into breeding moths oh no it, no, however, no no it turns out they're not breeding them in the traditional sense they're importing usually from South America sorry usually from South Africa via mum's old boss exotic caterpillars oh we say then put in a box with some leaves then they go into chrysalis hibernation to turn to moss, of course. Now's the interesting part, though. They're invasive species and so cannot be let loose. So what my parents do is put them in a large mesh box. Think of a laundry basket, but slightly see-through and let them flap around inside until they die. My parents then dry them out, frame them, and include the Latin name. Hilarity ensued when I got a series of texts upon landing from a long-haul flight that mum had texted a family WhatsApp group with a photo of a death's head moth, which is very beautiful, followed by a message that one had escaped in the night and started flapping around the bedroom. They had to get up and find it. I'm no, I've no idea if they killed it. Uh, they probably did, Andy. Uh, uh, and it probably ate through um, your dad's suit or something as well. Um, but what a great hobby for for parents to have. It's a weird one, isn't it? A death's head hawk moth. I'm looking at one now. They're, uh, they are quite beautiful. Um, I wouldn't mind that one. I mean, that would take a big old uh, chunk out of your clothes. It probably doesn't eat clothes, that uh, no. kind of moth. Probably trees or something. Um, do you? Did your dad have a hobby? Is he down the shed a lot? Is he, what does he do? No, he's not been in the shed for a little while. I think I should uh, set up a little bed in there. <laughs> just lay, yeah, lay, just that could be my Christmas bed. But I think with that, with Andy, I think this is um, a situation where he's he comes across as a little bit kind of embarrassed by his parents being geeky, right? But other people think <clears throat> this is really cool. Yeah, that is cool. It's a cool thing. I mean, would they have to keep keep moth spot, moth balls in their um, in all of their um, bits and bobs to keep the moths out? Do you reckon? Well, it looks, it looks to me like they've got a pretty slick, swept-up operation, and only very occasionally does one escape, so maybe they don't have to think about it too much. They've got the large mesh box to rely upon, haven't they? <laughs> the large mesh box. Uh, there was a great episode of um, a David Attenborough documentary a while back. You know the one where you disrespectfully took oh, the um, the walrus chucking off itself off the cliff? Boing. Yeah, <laughs> that series. Yeah. With the, with the mayfly. Yeah. Well, they, they wait for, I think it's three years, mm. to come to maturity from the riverbed up to the top of the river and they, they fly out mm. and they fly into a tree and then they kind of 
I don't know what the terms are, but mm. they evolve and they go and find a female mate. Three years it takes them mm. and they're alive for four hours. Yeah. So it's, it's like it's a cicada. Like they, they isn't spend, that beautiful about they the spend fragile? all of their weeks underneath the ground. And isn't that, that's like up. 10 years though, isn't it? Well, I don't, I don't think it's that long, but they, 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 they come up and uh, try and find a mate and they're dead within a couple of days. It's crazy. The fragility of, of life, huh? The loudness of cicadas. Yeah. <clears throat> I've got one more email here we can squeeze in oh, um, yeah. before we go and it is from Sam who says, Hi chaps, after hearing the Inspector Gadget theme in the last episode, ba -ba -da -ba -da. I have a little bit of trivia for you. Heim Saban the mastermind behind the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers mm. made his money originally as a musician and is one of the team who created the Inspector Gadget theme tune. Oh. Also, on the Gladiators thread, Wolf opened a petrol station in Coventry back in the 90s. <laughs> Thanks for keeping up the good work, Sam. Uh, um, Wolf opening a petrol station in Coventry, you don't need to give the decade there, do no, you? It's no, the most 90s thing that could matter. ever happen. Um, <laughs> he, probably had that, he probably had a can of that, um, <laughs> that soft trick that Jim Campbell always talks about. Uh, that, that Jim said the most 90s thing to ever happen was there was a can of soft drink released to run alongside an opening of a roller coaster at Alton Towers. Yeah, yeah. that is a, that's quite a nineties thing to happen. I've told you, I've told you, Nemesis, uh, the blackcurrant licorice uh, mashup. Good, right? Hartlepool, love that stuff. I, I, I would drink a can if anybody find like a can from the nineties. I'd probably think about drinking it. Why was it? Why did you sort of intimate that it was only available in Hartlepool? Because I didn't see it anywhere else. And you only, you only been around, I've been around, baby. I don't reckon you left Hartlepool that much in the nineties. It wasn't in Middlesbrough. It wasn't in Newcastle. It wasn't in Darlington. It wasn't in Billingham. Would you regularly Wasn't leave? Peter Lee? But would you regularly leave Hartlepool? No, 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 not massively. We didn't have a car. Would you go to see him? I've never. I don't think I've. I've, I've walked around to see him a couple of times, but I've never sort of. No, no, I've no, not really spent that much time there to be honest. People should get in touch. Hello at LukeandPeter.com. Have you ever been to see him? <laughs> if you've a been to see him, <laughs> and b um, think of the most nineties thing that ever happened. Tell us. I'm, I'm just looking up um, <clears throat> Haim Saban because remember Saban used to um, come up after every Power Rangers used to say Saban. Yeah, um, I pronounced it Saban. I apologise about that wrong. Well, I um, <clears throat> Haim Saban. Um, yes, he's, he's a <clears throat> he's an Israeli American uh, media proprietor, investor, musician, and producer of records, films, and television. He is the 232nd richest person in America. I thought <clears throat> the Power Rangers were like uh, Japanese or something because all of that was very sort of um, Mothra and uh, kind of King Kong kind of style. Yeah. You know, like when they, yeah. everything used to go big yeah. and they used to have a fight I assumed it was as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, but having said that, I feel like I missed the boat on Power Rangers. I was a little bit too old for yes. it. Did you ever watch it? Um, a little bit, but it was all, all a bit polished for me. It was all a bit kind of like true blue American Americana that I didn't care for. They always defeat the bad guy in the they end. Always defeat the bad that's guy. That's what you need when you're end. a kid. You oh. need to know that good triumphs over evil. Mm. I think one of them died recently. When you're a kid, I think you're right. Yeah, because yeah. when you're an adult, the, you realise the world is fucked <laughs> and literally on fire. Yeah. And on that note, we shall leave you here until Thursday. Thanks very much for tuning in. Uh, appreciate your support. Send, uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you can. Send us an email. Tell us what you're up to. Follow us on Twitter. Hello at LukeandPeachShow.com is the email. At LukeandPeachShow is the Twitter. And we'll see you on Thursday. Bye. It's all love, baby. This was a Stakhanov production.